Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Okay, so, our intrepid heroes are continuing their journey down the secret underground passage that spirals its way around the spire at the centre of the world. They have done a couple of hours travel downwards, but their journey was interrupted by a pair of lava puppies who nearly took Rill's arm off. So they wisely decided to make camp because it was also about two in the morning by that point. They have slept in Maynard's tiny hut in one of the observation chambers that lets them see that that blue-green rock spire is continuing down the centre of the staircase. Uh, you are now rested. You have had time to refresh your spells, if that's a thing you do. And it's not that long ago you were travelling through the Underdark, so you are all regrettably familiar with the bit where you all just kind of wake up and have to decide whether that was enough sleep and this is morning. But after eight hours, the hut goes away anyway, which serves as a kind of alarm clock for you to go, okay, yeah, it is morning now, whatever time it is, it's morning time, and resume your journey. After about 20 minutes of travelling downwards, you will pass the now mostly cooled corpses of the lava puppies, which have solidified into a a, a flatter form than they had when living. Aww as various bits of their their molten innards have seeped out and then hardened. But they don't appear to have come back to life or anything upsetting like that. And for several more turns of the ramp, you are travelling through what would be a natural cavern if you were in it, but you are on this ramp with a balustrade between you and the cavern. You can see there is a distant like a a lava river or a magma pool or something like that. You can see the glow in the distance of molten rock, Um, but it is too far away to get a good read on it. And then you're back into a solid tunnel. And you're going to be going downwards for about six hours before anything really significant happens. You go through another couple of that, of places where that outer wall opens up in a similar way as you pass through more caverns. Further down, you reach a place, and it goes on for a fair bit of distance, where the walls are just very slightly damp, and the air tastes slightly damp and slightly salty, and the rock of the tunnel walls and the ceiling and the floor are all encrusted in 
quite a thick layer of white crystals. Hmm. Doesn't look like limestone. Looks like salt. And that goes on for a fair bit. And then it goes back to rock. And below that level, it really starts to heat up. Not to a dangerous point. But the shift from we are underground and it's always kind of chilly underground to we are underground and it's really quite warm down here is noticeable. Real excitedly points to the uh, the salt crystals and says, okay, no slugs down here. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's getting hotter? I mean, <laughs> rivers of lava. It does generally make things hot. Even underground. We can't be going down that far. Maynard, roll me an intelligence check. I hate geology. Uh, well, that's a six. Yeah, you hate geology. <laughs> Rill could also get in on that one if he wanted. Uh, alright, yeah. What am, I, what am I rolling? Intelligence check. Uh, intelligence check, okay. Uh, 15? Okay, that's, that's better. You're not thinking about geology. You're thinking about geometry. You're thinking about the radius of circles mm-hmm. and trigonometry and just kind of idly working out how far down you've come. Mm-hmm. And by by this point, as you're getting towards the place where it's getting hotter, you've been walking. You did a couple of hours last night and you've done... You've done about four hours today, and you're probably going at about this sort of speed if you're going downwards. And you can see how far across the thing is because of the observation chamber. So you're kind of working all these sums in your head. And at the point where it's starting to get hotter, you think you've come like two, two and a bit miles, like vertically downwards. You've traveled a lot more horizontally because... This ramp is about a 1 in 10 gradient. Right. But, yeah, like, you are a lot deeper than even drow normally live. Yeah, very much, very farther than any town or city he would have been in back home. Yeah, absolutely. Would Rill know if there's any um, people that live? further down here? Like, dwarves are pretty much on the same like, layers as the drow were, right? Yeah, dwarves are surface and shallow. Drow are shallow to medium. Nobody really lives down deep where the lava seas are. Okay. Because there's nothing to eat. Nothing, you know, there's underground plants, Mm -hmm. but there's not Nothing is specialised for this far down because they all kind of rely on surface water and things like that trickling its way down. It's just nothing sustainable for pretty humanoids. Ba- yeah, it's pretty barren this yeah. far down. So occasion, you know, there's, there's there's lava creatures. There's probably some rock mites, but there's not really any people this far down. And you continue, and after six, maybe six and a half, depends how fast you're walking. But you know. In that sort of distance range, for the first time, the spire itself changes. You reach one of these observation rooms, and halfway down the room, 
that single ten foot column of rock branches and opens out. And you can only see about five foot of this before it disappears once again into the floor. But it branches out like roots. And as you continue down the ramp from here, the ramp also is opening out. The shape of the spiral is extending so that it's encompassing a greater area inside the spiral. And you've only gone a few turns, not far enough to reach another observation chamber, when you notice two things. The first is that those abstract decorations on the walls of the ramp stop. And from that point down, there is lettering on the walls in several languages, like vertically stacked, all of them running down the length of the hall, but you don't know any of the languages. None of you know any of the languages, except that one of them is written in letters that resemble Elvish, and therefore also resemble Drow, but not closely, not in a way where you can make out the sounds of the words. Just, that's the only one you even vaguely recognise, is it might be related to Elvish and Drow. Oh, wow. The second thing you notice is a door on the inside of the circle, which by this point has gone from a being about 40 feet across to being at least 150 Hard to be sure because you're walking it rather than standing outside it to measure, but it has widened considerably and the inside of, of the spiral must now be at least 150 feet and there is a door. It is a double door uh, carved from stone, but no, you've seen dwarven stonework. This doesn't look like it. It's not the same shape of arch. It's not the same style of carving. The carving is actually a similar kind of abstract pattern, but this one very much is tree-ish. Oh, right. Well, that makes sense. The rest of the carvings have been um, Elvish-inspired, right? Mm. All right. Uh, Rill has got his notebook out. He's, he's like, furiously copying down all of these different languages. Can he tell if there's, like, a does it repeat? Is it like a sentence or a warning? I suppose he wouldn't be able to tell if he can't read it, but... Roll, roll me an investigation check. Uh, 19? Okay. You think one of these languages uh, is, is written in pictograms rather than letters. Like, the, all of the others, you can quickly see repeated symbols within it in a way that you know tracks with your experience of how alphabets work mm -hmm. uh, but one of them you're not seeing that and there's every symbol appears subtly different and you don't really you, you find two or three repeats over a hundred yards of, of hallway oh 
but yeah so you think these symbols are probably representing words rather than letters okay um but all of them as as yeah assuming that you're only going you know even going a couple hundred yards down the hallway to look at the writing you're not seeing big sections of repeat it doesn't look like it's just a sentence that repeats it looks like it's a longer text Okay, whole a whole script or, or something. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you you don't know any of these languages. With the one that's uh, a pictograph uh, language, is mm-hmm. it possible we can pick out what it is trying to convey? It's not okay. It's not. It's not pictogram like simplistic. It, you know, this is far removed even from hieroglyphics. What I'm driving at is something more like kanji. Oh, oh, okay, I see. Logograms. Right. Or yeah. ideograms. Okay. Yeah, it's... Like ideogra- yes, it's e- each symbol here represents a word or concept rather than a letter. Gotcha. Okay. Rill is very excited and uh, is, is trying to copy down as much... Like, he just stops and just starts writing out pieces of this script, these various scripts. He needs prodding to move on from here, definitely. This is this is so the amazing the door the door so that's on the inside wall yeah it's on the inside curve okay so it's not it doesn't lead to an inner area like the other places I mean it's closed mine all right all right so it's like that <laughs> but there's a door this time yes yes okay okay and the but the path keeps on going. But the path does keep on going. Okay, I would like to inspect this door. Roll me an investigation check for door. Cool. 17. There's not a whole lot of dust down here, because dust requires things to create it. So it's subtler than that. But this door does have the subtle signs, particularly around the hinges, of a door that gets opened. It does not look like a door that has been closed for centuries. This is a door that gets used. And there is slight wear in the stone in front of the door, as if feet have passed that way over many, many years. And it doesn't look locked. It doesn't look like it has a lock. I'd like to cast Detect Magic on that door, please. You do not detect any magic in the door. There is a general sense of arcane potential about the whole area. And it is concentrated in thick, branching strands just inside the wall of the the inside the inner wall of the spiral that is unsurprising maynard will look around and sort of try make a decision on who's the best person to ask for advice here and uh, settle some trick trick mhm would it be a terrible idea to go through this door and see what's inside I mean, 
it seemed like the druid knew what the knew what was down here so if it was really wrong to go through the door then either she'd have warned us or it was some deep moral test which uh, eludes me i imagine we should go through the door or at least open the door okay well from what i can see this door isn't something that's been shut for centuries it gets quite a lot of use i mean there's signs of wear there's on the on the hinges on the floor someone is down here at least someone or something that can use a door and then close it Mm-hmm. Real? Hmm? Yeah. Real does not even look up from what he's doing, but he just kind of... His ear twitches in the direction of uh, Maynard. Door? Want yes. to go through door? Oh, but... You will have to stop writing. Can't we... Can sit? We've been walking for a while. We can, you know, sit down and, and have lunch, maybe? We just had lunch. I'm with Trick. I think we should go through. Look, if you try and sit here and write down everything that's here, you won't ever leave. Well... Mm. That's uh, bad. But he'd die happy. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, when we come back through, we're staying here for a night and, and I'll be able to copy down more. We'll see. Well, it depends what's here. Oh, that's a fancy door, isn't it? It's a weird door. By weird, I mean not really anything recognizable. Does it have a does it have a handle or or a, or a doorknob or just push it? You know, it it looks looks like you probably just push it. Rill is scratching his chin as he regards the door. This is all. This is all so strange. We found the. The lava puppies with the Featherwind symbol on them, and this has these trees and vines and unusual art all over it. None of this fits anything. Well, the druids, I suppose, but even then, it's... Hmm. Well, I'm just talking to myself at this point. Let's go. <laughs> You're not expecting me to open it, are you? I will open the door. <laughs> I'm happy to stay here. It may be dangerous. A door. Whatever. A dangerous door. I will open the door by means of pushing on it. Maybe we should check yeah, You step up. Traps? You set your hands on the door and you push. And it's a little stiff, but yeah, it's not centuries stiff. It's like someone needs to oil their hinges stiff. And it swings open, the two halves of the door parting. And on the other side, there is a chamber, or perhaps it's a series of chambers, carved from the same rock that has made up the most recent part of the long ramp. The walls are decorated. You can see the branches and strands of what the spire has opened up into, penetrating and lining many of the walls. And also, an elf. But not like any elf you've ever seen. This elf has lilac skin, like pale pastel purple. 
he has blue flowers of tattoos up both forearms. They're wearing loose robes that aren't really familiar to you in style. And they're just watching you. And as you step in, she smiles and says, Good afternoon. I don't think I'd step... I think if I saw a a weird elf just sort of chilling here, I don't think I'd step in without at least asking permission okay, first. Okay, so, so you, you pause in the doorway the threshold, and they yeah. say... <laughs> they say, good morning. Ah, good morning. Uh, which language, by the way? Oh, that's a very good point. So he says something that Z knows to mean, good morning, but which you do not recognise. Excellent. Okay. Um... He seems, you know, fairly congenial, though, right? Yes. There's a slight smile, and in fact, roll a perception check. Sure. I love to perceive things. Uh, that'd be a twenty-one. Okay. Two things. Um, one, yes, he looks pretty congenial. Like this, he's smiling. He's probably a little. You know, more surprised than Z wants to let on, but not aggressive or hostile. Um, second thing is their hair is a, a silvery shade, but now that you're looking, that's it's not like the drow you've seen who have white hair where it's just always been that colour. Even for an elf, Z looks old. Okay. I suppose my first response will then be Elvish? Just looking at who lives here. Uh, Deep frowns and nods, if I must. I will offer Halfling and Common, if they're any better. Elvish, please. Um... Not even a flicker of recognition of the other languages you tried. No. Um, not I does not look common. like like he's <laughs> ever heard common before. Okay. Uh, may we come in? Do you plan to attack us? No. Then yes. My name is Persilan. Welcome to the ribcage. Uh, thank you, Persilan. And I'll make sure my swords sheathed before I step inside. Um, um, we're, um, well, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like at this point we should probably explain our, this is, this is an out of character comment, I feel like we should probably explain our sort of mission, general purpose for being here, you know, this feels like a meeting a mystic sage moment where they're not gonna, that you know they're expecting us to present our our dire quest and mission, so I just kind of look helplessly at Ember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not my it's not my divine mission. We were sent here by the monks up at the top. Um, we're here on a mission, and we were told that. Well, I assume we. We're told that you might have the answers that we're looking for. We're we're following up on the wizards who tried to undo the damage that was done to the Plaguelands. 
they pass this way, going up. There is an instant recognition to that. Zim clearly knows who you're talking about, recognises like, that concept as... Yeah, you are referencing something Z is familiar with in that statement. Yes, they came up this way. Would you like to come in and have tea? We would love to. Yeah, that'd be very welcome. I think I'd also, once I've got myself seated and unslung my pack, um, I think I'd sort of be rooting for a reciprocal gift of some kind, you know? Some sort of... Mm. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. I've got a mostly good. I've got a mostly a mostly full jar of ginger and honey. Um, you do, which I can offer. Uh, you know, in the manner of offering someone something, I wouldn't offer it as a gift exactly because you know it's been opened. But you know, you're you're sharing hospitality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Z is extremely happy in a. The whole manner is someone who doesn't do things fast because she never needs to do anything fast. There's a, a deliberateness to everything. So she does not jump up and down and flap their hands happily. But crinkle around the eyes. Definite definite pleasure in uh, sharing your, your honey ginger pieces. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. The tea is a little odd. Not bad. Just, you're really struggling to guess what went into it. A substance which is almost, but not entirely, quite unlike tea. Yeah. <laughs> Unfamiliar. Floral. But you, you, you really don't... You can't identify what flower, just... But it's good. Would you like to give your story first, or ask questions? I hope you'll do both. Might as well start with the story, I suppose. Um, and I'll, I'll look to, I'll look to the, well, I suppose, Rill and Ember, between them, being the ones who sort of aren't just along for the ride. <laughs> hey, I'm invested. <laughs> Well, perhaps between us, we can make a hash of it. Not make a hash of it in a bad way, as in make an attempt at it. Um, okay. A hash at it. That's the word. That's what I meant to say. Um, well, see, well, to strip away the very st the very start of it, um, I think the crux of things is probably that the is probably that. Um, Ember, what well, Ember here is a paladin, see, um, and, um, and I kind of, um, I kind of pause and just kind of check with the rest quite, kind of quite openly, like, there's nothing I should be holding back really, is there? Not at this point, I don't think, no. So, do have anything to hide? Um, still speaking delicately about things that, that, certain beings take an interest in well we've had some visions 
concerning um, the lady who used to take care of uh, who used to take care of the soil and um, all that business. And we've had some dealings with some um, some of her leftovers and um the and i kind of hesitate again just not even wanting to say the name directly of a god because i don't want to draw attention ourselves because i know that we are supposed to be actually come to think of it no the singing flame is fine because the singing flame is the precise person who's mm-hmm. sent us off they did this. send us on this whole thing yeah, it's fine then. um and the flame sort of well set ember to we're not a hundred percent we're not entirely sure but but sort things out, uh, sort things out. See, see to it that that the mistakes of the past weren't repeated. Though we're not, and I kind of look around again for help. Like we're not entirely it was, it sure. Was, maybe go ahead. I think the wording that Ember said was that to look at the way the War of the Gods started. And to prevent that happening again, we've been looking at ruins on the surface of the Principes. We found this strange idol to an unknown deity. All records have been erased of, or maybe never existed. The a cow-headed goddess crowned mm. with wheat takes care of the soil and fertility. And we were advised that to understand where we must go, what we must do, we needed to look at where the where the wizards who caused what happened in the plaguelands, what they when they came here, what did they do? No, no. You're, oh. the, not. Well, we do, but that's a step removed. They didn't come here. Some no, other wizards who came to look at what happened in the To undo them. Yeah. Yes. They tried yes. to look at the people right. who tried to undo that and th- what they did and where they went. I think perhaps with a mind to seeing. Uh, to finishing the job. Well. If that job's a good one. This place, this hermitage, has... The place has been here since forever. The work here has been needed since the conquerors did what they did and created the Plaguelands. I will nod and I'll say, it's like a, it's like a spring on the way to a lion's den. I, I understand that much. Does <laughs> he appears puzzled by this? <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to sound wise at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the, DM, the DM gets it. I feel out, outwised. <laughs> a little insecure. What do you mean by the work here? This is by its nature a place of power. We who dwell here, there are five of us now. We work to keep the world in balance. 
we are always working. It used to be that our work was enough. But with the war, the damage now comes faster than we can mend it. I came here when the war started because I, I felt... What is the word in Elvish? I felt the cosmos shake. I don't think I can describe how it feels to someone not experienced in a druid's work. But I felt it. So I found other people who were coming this way, who were working on the same thing. And I came with them, and when we found this place, I stayed. And they went on. And I know they did not finish what we set out to do, because I can still feel it. The damage is still there, it is still getting worse. If we had succeeded, it would not be. Do the others live still? Do you know? I have to assume not. It has been a hundred years, and they did not finish their task. What was involved with their task, then? Are, are, are we to take their place, essentially? I do not know the mind of the gods. I mean, fair. But... But it has been weighing on me that if no one else has taken up the mantle, then perhaps I must. But there are only five of us, and it is not easy to spare someone even for a little while, let alone risk that they never return. Understand I am being very literal. We are keeping the world on its axis. How? This is the centre. It is the balance point. I could teach it to you, but only if you had several years to learn. Before you would even start to feel the heartbeat that is here. So, what... How can we help restore the balance? What would we have to do? If the wound that is the centre of the Plaguelands were unravelled, certainly the world would change. I hope that that would release... that untying that knot would help to bring balance back into the cosmos. And I do not know that everything would go back how it was. That is rarely how anything goes. I do not think it would go backwards. But the path forward, I think, would be one of healing. Would be one where we could begin setting things to rights, instead of always swimming against this current. That is what we were trying to do. And I stayed here because I thought I was more needed here and nothing changed, and so we must have failed. So if I've if I've followed you right, then you here are, are fixing things, but the plague lands is is ripping them apart faster than you can fix them. Yes. 
exactly. Is this to? Is this anything to do with the war? Did it? Did it cause the war? Or the war made it worse, didn't it? The war made it worse. The war was why I got myself involved. Huh. I don't know if it was ultimately coincidence that the arcanists were working on something for the Plaguelands at, at the same time that their plans came to fruition at the same time that the war started. I don't know if the gods were paying enough attention that that caused it. But they coincided. And and if we... What of the 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 godlings, the the not gods, the almost gods. What does it have to do with them? Because it seems to all be tied in, but I'm not not in a way I can make any sense of. Do you understand that? They are most of them so small it is hard to notice them, but they are little weights on the world. The arcanists I travelled with thought that if they could find the biggest there was it was in the north, I think. I didn't ever I didn't go that far with them. There was a place in the north that there was something that was bound the, into the whole affair. The forest And they needed to visit it to attune yes, yes, a forest. They had uh, circlets that needed a tuning to it. Oh. Oh. Do you know any... Do you remember those circlets? I didn't keep one. I I saw them. No, hang on. This was only a hundred years ago. Ah, never mind. I was thinking it could have been to do with the the crowns, you see, but that would have Mm -hmm. been too long ago if this was just a hundred years ago. Yes, this this was a hundred hundred years ago, and they were new made for the task. All right. Oh wait, 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 wait. What do you know about gnomes? <laughs> <laughs> There's a look of puzzlement. See, this is either revealing he's a note of secret <laughs> truth or a lunatic. <laughs> as much as about any other people of the world what what do you need to know maybe more maybe less well hang on wait the people of the world are gnomes yes as far as you're aware real z frowns in like genuine concern for you (laughs) (laughs) yes I kind of give oh. give real in particular here if you need the proof. Well, how was I, I supposed give, to know? Really, it was powerful. You, how wait? Did you meet one? You did meet one. I thought she was an illusion. You have sent you have sent okay. co- magical okay. correspondence. She could have been lying. Okay, okay, okay. Um, how was I supposed to know she was telling the truth? Pers- Persilan, we don't know how. But the people of this world have forgotten that they ever existed. And they're fairy tales to us. Well, myths. Persilin turns to look over their shoulder, like back through into one of the other chambers, and calls out, Drexar! 
and you hear a, a, a grumbly sort of response, um, not in a language you recognize. And after a few seconds, uh, wiping his hands on a cloth. Wait, 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 wait. Tucked into his belt. <laughs> you say not in a language I recognize. I would like to, I don't know, dredge Roll my memory. Perception. Through. Roll perception. Yeah. Because I have definitely heard gnomish before. You have heard a few 16. words. I was going to say, there's no way to I've heard a tiny not the same. It was no, a very it, important Trish, moment to me. And Trick's pretty good at languages. So although you have still have no idea what any of the words meant, like, mm. the syllables you have just heard bear a resemblance to the syllables you heard from the mouth of Zuchette in the astral, whatever that was. It could plausibly be gnomish. It could plausibly be the same language. <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> appearing around the corner, wiping his hands on a cloth that he's got through his through his belt. About three feet high, with deep brown skin and a shaved head. You, you can see the stubble coming through. He's not bald, he's shaved. Wearing this loose, loosely belted like surcoat, it's quite figure concealing comes the halflings don't have those proportions that's a gnome you've seen them in storybooks <laughs> he asks from the tone he's asking Persilan a question and Persilan answers in that same language and he just bursts out laughing <laughs> and flaps a hand at you I am very bad at the Elvish. I'm real. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you, too. Um, and then I'm immediately just going to ask, you said people went north. What of Zouchette, does the name Zouchette mean anything to either of you? Persilan's okay. eyes just light up. Yes. Yes. What happened to her? Wait, from your party? Yes. Ah, and I am going to... That's it. I'm, I'm, full, I'm in full-on, like, trust mode. There's no sense in holding anything back at all. I am going to pull the amulet from around my neck, and I'm going to say, someone very powerful happened to her. Uh, what? Yes. It would have to be. So was she. But what happened? It's no, 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 I, that? As far as we know, she was trapped in in some sort of deep sleep and trapped in this, this amulet. She's alive? Yes. Well, alive. we've talked to her. Alive. She's been... The imprisonment spell has been cast on her. She's trapped in a deep sleep somewhere... In a chamber underground, this amulet is is the key to getting her out, but we don't know how to break it without a passcode. We don't know who did it to her. See it, like, reaching out to hold the amulet? Yeah, sure. I don't know either. Uh, I I thought she was dead. I thought they were all dead. Uh, You were saying if we had powerful enough curse-breaking magic right though maybe uh, and i mean she's fine in there i think 
I say, just sort of like looking at my odds converter thing, I say, so, you know, there's, there's time. I, I can't break what an arcanist makes, usually. It's a different approach to magic. And none of the other folks here could. We are all druids. But her cabal might, if you kept going down and found them. Oh. Cabal? Uh, now, I mean... Gonna actually turn and look look back at at Drekther and, and say something very rapid in that language they share. And he bursts out into this big grin and... Yeah, he's he's actually going to come over and hug her, and sort of pat her on the back a bit before heading off uh, back into this Wait, he's doing small what? complex of chambers. He is giving Persilan a big hug. Right, right, right. Kept going down, like here, we could find them. Yes. Here. Not not here here. Did they not explain at the top? They were quite cagey. They didn't say anything. Some people are really too fond of uh, secrets. <laughs> I think well, I know why us. you don't know about gnomes, though. If they're that dedicated to... Uh, uh, here is some history that everyone knows, except apparently everyone. The Conqueror's... It's hard for me to know what everyone knows because I remember what they did. And the Conquerors, they're the from the North and East? Uh, I don't know. They're from the Up. Ah. Uh, they look right, like right. you, though. Human. Right. I, I assume the Prince of Hades were primarily human. The, the, the Prince of Hades were primarily human, yeah. yes. And not everyone remembers. I remember. I'm old enough. But we only we only found your world at the top a hundred years or so, maybe. We were trading, but it wasn't much before they did it. And then we closed the ways. Because if they could do that, if they were that committed to conquering everything, it was better not to know them. So we closed the ways and the Arcanists broke their circles so they could not come in that way. Uh. And I suppose... I suppose we have been written out of your books. Not many people come this way anymore. Um, I'm gonna... This is... um. Sorry, this is... Uh, this is P... P person who's... Persilan. Yes. Persilan speaking, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's true enough. I mean, begging your pardon, but I, aside from some kinship to the, to the elves, I couldn't say that I've even heard stories about people who might be you. Is, is there another, another? Sounds so silly when I say. Is there another world, from, here downwards? Yes. Ah. Uh... How deeply satisfied are you right now, Ben, on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> on a scale of 0 from the cat who got the cream. 
Minos sort of just holding his head and thinking very with 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 wide eyes, like okay. But okay. How how didn't anyone find it before? It's a long way down, and you are not the first to come down, or the first to go up. I was wondering when they said that they came up, where they were coming from. But I thought they might have just been down there for a long time. But they came from another world? Oh my goodness. Does this... Does the spindle... Control the balance of both worlds together? It goes all the way down. So you're not just protecting the balance of our world, but your world as well? I mean... It's all one place. Yeah, when he says world, I, I think we're speaking figuratively. Yes, it's the, all one the up place. The down. Right. Okay. It, it, the top and bottom of a coin. Yes, so it's... It's all okay, one Okay, I understand. The top and bottom of a coin. Does it... Does it flip? Oh, no, no. There is sky under your feet. There's... Uh, there's sky under our feet? Another world, entirely upside down. At some point, we'll go not, down, not, and then no, there'll be not, sky. It's not upside down. Down well, is always be down. Over there. At some point, we'll do a flip. No, no, you're saying it hangs. It hangs from the underside. Oh. Oh. So there are like two discs on this axis. You'll see when you go down. Um, I feel Trick really has the benefit really? of having had the, of having had their worldview so thoroughly and utterly shaken about <laughs> ah, everything. The subject is such like constant culture shock for the last several <laughs> months of their life. Like, this might as well be yeah, happening. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, there's places out there in the world where there's orcs just everywhere, and nobody's and nobody's ever met. And no, and nobody's, and nobody's ever even heard of the White Forest. Like, you know, maybe it's full of dragon folk. It's clearly full of gnomes. I mean, I suppose, but I think our disbelief can only stretch so much, Trick. That's I'm, what I'm saying. I, I'm sorry, uh, personal if our reactions are just just making that aside in halfling. I I am not offended. <laughs> Well, every... I suppose we've just become... Your history books are clearly lacking. Clearly. Mm. Oh yes, there are, there are... The more we've tried to delve into this mystery, the more that we've found a lot of holes and purposeful burning away of information. A loss of purposeful burning away. I mean, between the gnomes and the gods, I'm surprised we know anything at all. You could. You, I don't think you should blame the gnomes. Oh, I mean, Zushet seemed pretty clear that the gnomes sort of did away with, not did away with knowledge of themselves. Amongst the over, we closed people. ourselves off. I do not think we came and destroyed your books. Zushet heavily implied that they did something to make us forget, though. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll have to ask when we get her out. 
Yes. Although, 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 and I just, re- I just re- excited the real. <laughs> <laughs> real is is looking like uh, he doesn't know which thousands of questions that start asking. <laughs> He's very much in in shock, uh, like he has just been given the key to some massive library. Um, but I have I have one question oh, before we go any yeah. any, any further, go and it. we might have passed over this before. But do you know? How the War of the Gods started. I don't know what they were quarrelling over. Ooh. Okay, just wanted to get that. Wait, out wait, of the way. wait, wait, wait. Do you know that the and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow my superstition and say the um, Merciful Dark died though. Little bit of of sort of cogs turning as Z correlates names. The God of Death. Yes, yes, I, but I don't know which side did it. Ah, uh, well, that's or why. How how are you getting your information? Who? How do you know? Have you, you been down food? here for so long? We grow it, and I remember a lot of what I've told you. Mm. And the I've sun... been here ninety uh, eight. Yes, I think. Right, okay. I'm the newest. And the sun passes under, so there's sunlight to grow things with, I should imagine. And we are druids, and very skilled. Mm. It is no great challenge for us to grow enough food for five. Oh, no, I think people... I think... I think my friend... Oh, you mean everyone in the world? No, that that there Mm. there is sunlight and there is clouds and yes and quite a lot of water flows down that far mm. you know i was about to say off the off the edge and then i realized that that wouldn't make sense to a person in this world water that flows out of the edge is just gone yeah water it just also... goes into the void from whence yeah. sometimes other water comes yeah i mean presumably water sort of sloshes across the edge sloshes across the edge yeah just don't ask too many questions well, it's the same as air you know yeah I I have I have more questions, but I want to open the floor to somebody um, else. I'm actually kind of trying to wrestle things back to urgently suggesting to Rill. Perhaps you could help this kind person out with regards to talking to Zushat, being a uh, cleric as you are, right? Of the messenger, no less. Yes, yes, of course. I can, I can, I can help. Divine with that, and course. sacred duty, I should think. <laughs> Rill is is thoroughly distracted from all of his questions by Trick reminding him of, you know, <laughs> these things that he should probably be doing. Um, I can You'll have to forgive him, he's her. a scholar. Uh, do you know, I, I'll, I'll, um, just before, uh, before I do that, um, what are those languages out in the hall? <laughs> well, uh, one is... This is unhelpful. The word for the language is the same. The word for the language is Elvish, but it is not the Elvish that you speak. It is our Elvish. I think the elves came to the two worlds a long time ago, and the languages have drifted. But one is elves. One is... It is really only the elves that 
have a language for their own people. And Z will give you the names of the other languages, but they are more... They're more like French, German, and Dutch than they are like... Ah, uh, right. Mm. Yeah. Halfling and Nomish and things. They're, they are cultural. The language they speak in this culture and the language they speak in that culture. Mm. All right. Well, that... I suppose I know what to call them now, but that doesn't help me understand them at all. But... Er, I suppose I can um, ask about that later. We should let you talk to Zushat. Shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. I would like that. How do you do it? Do I... Do you cast on, on me? N- no, I cast to her. You'll have to tell me what you want to tell her. That I miss her, and I know she's alive, and I hope I'll see her soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm writing stuff down so I can count it out. <laughs> uh, and the gnome's name was Drexor, right? Uh, Drexor, but Sushet only met him, I think, the once oh, on right. the way up. Okay. All right. You want to tell her you miss her, you know she's alive, and I'll tell her you're alive as well. And anything else? that I hope we will get her out and see her soon. If you can say more, that when she gets out, she should come up here and see me. Okay, let's see. That's about all I can do, I think. But I, I can do it more than once, so... All right. All right. Does... Will she be able to speak back? Yes, I'll, I'll let you know what she says. Thank you. Of course. Zeb kind of picks up the teacup, which is only about half full and probably cold, and just sort of sits cradling it for something to hold. Rill casts sending to Zuchet, Um and he says, Persalam misses you and knows you're alive. He's alive as well and says we will get you out and see you soon. I miss them too. I'm sorry we failed. But I'm still here and we'll try again. Thank you. And Rill, of course, passes that on when the reply does come back. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, does it sound any more... Um, does she sound any more awake than she had the last time we spoke like this? She's never really sounded sleepy. Um, less um, distant, I guess, is what I meant. She sounds more emotional about this one. Yeah. Makes sense. Thank you for, for that. I suppose you'll, you'll need this. Passes you back the amulet. I think we had hoped that one of you might be able to help. We've tried about... It's, it's not... It's, if it was done 
by a powerful arcanist, then I think it will need one to break it. It's not, it's not our realm. Of course, we'll ask her cabal when we run into them. I, I could, I could turn myself into a bat, but I don't think I could undo. The only that. thing might be if you knew someone who might want to do this to her, but she didn't seem to have any good candidates either. Must have been someone she met upstairs. I still don't know how all of the history books and tomes and everything else, nothing has ever mentioned anything about another another world or even people below where we live. This is inconceivable. This ascent was only dug a little while before it was closed off again. How long ago was that? More than a thousand years. Hmm. When the conquerors did their thing. I mean... Which, of course, we are as forbidden to speak of plainly as we ever were. Hmm. I mean, the humans and other shorter-lived races not having anything written about something that happened a thousand years ago is no... Because that... that... I don't know, maybe it was in the same books as those ones that the gods demanded be destroyed because they contained things they were embarrassed about. That's possible. Mm. Or the knowledge never reached people who would write it down. It was a long time ago. Mm. Many things had not been discovered then that have been now. I suppose it makes sense now why they were so secretive up top. Hmm. Yes. And also, you say long they ago... Are, they are afraid if if the ascent is opened that this place, the ribcage, will be destroyed. And then the world will And the, the people below, they... Uh, there's a whole other world on the, the other side. They... Do they know of this? Have they agreed to be sealed behind this door and and all of this or are they just as in the dark as we are we know there is a world at the top and we know the people of it are disastrous to know if you go up far enough you reach hell I'm sorry what there wait okay wait there are more worlds up too I think they're speaking um, metaphorically, not literally. We are speaking. I'm speaking of the stories that are told of your world. Seems a little excessive. Are these stories that we know about? These saying. I'm saying that what we thought, at least what I, I. It's hard for me to say what everyone else knows because I remember. And the stories I remember in the last thousand years are that there is an ascent around the spire and if you climb it far enough you reach a place where they murder gods. So it's are there somewhere people want to go. Are there gods who who've never troubled themselves with the with the top side? I stopped here, so I don't know. But 
or not personally, we've compared stories. There are people, of the five of us here, some are from the up. We've mm. compared, we think it's the same gods. Huh. But I haven't checked for myself. Oh, that would be interesting to look into. But, but the names are just real. <laughs> well, there's just so much to... So I think, I think, and I'm sure you, you have important um, work to be doing, and we're grateful for your time. So I should think, our journey onwards is is a journey downwards to try and meet up with. You say Jushet's cabal. I'm not sure the word means something specific to me necessarily. Where she lived and studied and worked. Ah. But that, but that would have been more than just the people who went with her to the north. There was, there was an, it was a, a small expedition. Yes, it was. Aye. Uh, they... Let me think. What, what was the name of it? It was the Golden Flame. Are they stationed far from the spire? Three days or so. Ah, okay. Foot. Okay. Well then. And is this, would this be then the very centre? As in we're as far from the top as we yes. are from the bottom? Oh. This is the true heart of the world. Ah, uh, that's not such a far walk then, I say very pragmatically. <laughs> Longer on the way up. Mm. Um. You'd be surprised though, it can be very tiring going downhill. Hot on the calves. Yeah, yeah. Did the five of you... Or, or one of the five of you make the lava puppies that we met along the way? I don't think so. No one mentioned it. Uh, only there's a breach in the wall about half day's travel up. <sighs> Someone will have to go. In the outer wall, that is. And, and mend that. Hmm. Half a day isn't so bad. We take it in shifts. It just means somebody will have to double up. Uh, I mean, we took care of those two, but obviously. Oh, yeah. They had the feather ones. They had feather symbols in their hats. Not something we would use. No. Well, that mm. just leads to more questions than we had assumed it was someone down here, but... Hmm. So they came from outside this... This... I suppose. I, they came from someone, oh. not us, but that is... You have removed... Five people from your list of possible <laughs> culprits. I, I mean, a character has, I just wanted to say, I, I think it was like it opened into, it was like where it butted up against the natural cavern and the wall that divided it from the cavern had been, had broken down. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I'm wondering, they came from outside, what is out there? As you've been having this conversation, you have been getting a certain amount of attention from the other denizens, just because... You don't see a lot of visitors. No one has come in to interrupt your conversation, um, except for Drekthor, who was, you know, called over. Uh, but you have seen um, a half-elf of a much more familiar, like, not a pastel purple elf. Like, a half-elf such as you might be familiar with mm. from other half-elves you have seen, you know, light brown eyes and skin. Um very uh, hard to guess age half elves don't normally have that same kind of 
ageless look as full elves, but this one, very hard to guess. Mm. Um, you have also seen, which I don't know whether this will excite or infuriate Trick in particular, uh, but you have seen a dragonborn just sort of peering around the corner at you. Oh my god! Uh, uh, that's it. I'm I'm fully I'm fully I'm fully Joker pilled. Anything may as well happen at this point. Like kind of, kind of oh bronze, bronze and copper scales, um, it, but very grey around the muzzle. I think that Maynard is sort of hitting that point as well now. <laughs> Just... <laughs> See, real has the advantage of having seen a Dragonborn before, so it's fine. I think Ember as well, maybe. I forget. Order of Operations. Yeah, I think, I think Ember too. Yeah, yeah, I think Ember too. I think, I think you've both seen... Yeah, well, we see, we saw Tepsikiri... We saw Tepsikiri pretend to be a Dragonborn. Yeah. Yes. And Tepsikiri was like, why are you being weird about this? Of course Dragonborn are real. Because as far now. as Terpsichore knew, Dragonborn and gnomes were just as ordinary as humans and elves. Hmm. Because Terpsichore was from the fireplace. They were just more foreign. Yeah, yeah, they're clearly just from further away. But the, the Dragonborn doesn't particularly seem inclined to come over and chat with you. But Rill is, is furiously scribbling in his notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Uh... I have one more question to ask or ask of you, Pastor. You mentioned that your companions went to this forest to try and get one of these errant powers under control, right? Not, not exactly, no. They needed to... And I am speaking from a hundred years distance and I never really understood the magic involved. They needed to attune... The circlets they had so that they could go to the plague lands and undo the thing there. So the circlet was the tool they needed, but it had to be attuned to the forest because the forest sprang from the event, I think. Uh, it, it was a connection of some kind. The circlet? It, it wasn't about... Yes, they had a circlet. They had several circlets. But they weren't finished. They needed that last step. Would Suchet have one? I would think so. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Hmm. You know, it's possible that none of them made it out of the forest, even, I suppose. If you've not heard back from them since. I've heard nothing. And that may well be why Suchet got taken. Hmm. Of course, they I really need a word with my old captain. I really, really need a word. Sounds like. I mean, they could have but, also been uh, stumbled into one of those portals that were causing so much trouble. Actually, have you been having problems with the portals down here and, and further down? I haven't been back to visit. Hmm. And no the, words. The damage in the world that we are working on, that is one of the things... That is happening, yes. There are more breaches in the barriers between the planes than there should be, than there used to be. Hmm. Uh, ben, can I check? It's sort of... We're still in our first casting of aid, right? It's still like... Yeah, you've been going... Six or seven hours. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I just wanted to kind of check whether it was reasonable to be pressing on today or not. 
It just seems like it is. I mean, you you can, um, but although we've been fuzzy about it, I am of the opinion that if you intend to actually hike for another day's worth of travel, then you will be hitting exhaustion points, even if technically that's only 16 hours, because there is a limit to how far you can hike in a day oh, well, sure, sure, sure. sustainably. Well, in that case, I mean, just depending on whether it was if it was a reasonable time to say, listen, since you have this um, protect, since you have this safe and relatively comfortable, relatively safe and comfortable place, I know we've imposed on you. No, stay for dinner, stay the night. We don't have visitors so often that they're an imposition. Yeah, Trick, we can stay. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's very gracious of you. Uh, though in return, since we'll, I imagine, most likely, be coming back up this way, unless, well, no. Well, since we'll most likely be coming back up this way, um, if there's anything you, you want us to fetch back up with us on our way back. Thank you. That's very kind. I will let the others know. I, I don't know if anyone except me, really has family to write to still. F.A. might. Mm. And Lehari, it it's complicated for Leharian. I'm going to nudge uh, Rill, and I guess still speaking in Elvish, I don't want to be rude, even though it's a side conversation to say, by the way, you, if you could, you've met, um, you met, uh, I have forgotten my beloved lo- wife's name, Lavender, I think? Lavender. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've you've met Lavender well enough. Um, sure. I think you really should send a message to grab um, Captain Wall's name, whose name I've already forgotten. I don't think we're going to find that one quickly. Um, we, wrote, we did we did write it down. Oh, we definitely wrote it down. Captain Tassata. Ha. Oh, right, I nice. If you could, I can... if you've got this, if you've got the spell casting for it. Just send a message to Lav and say if Captain Tassata turns up, you, you know, sit her down. Don't let her leave until she said something about that flipping amulet. Could be important. I'll, uh, I'll do that. Much obliged. No problem. That isn't like an immediate request. Just you know, since we have this reprieve. Right. Yeah. Of course. So people have been coming and taking a little look at you. And not really wanting to interrupt, like the half-elf and the dragonborn didn't want to come over and interrupt. But the fifth person living here appears to have no such compunction. And he is quite happy to come right up to your conversation in what is, it's a little cushioned and furnished like nook. None of these chambers are fully separate. They all interconnect. This one has various seats and soft things to sit on and a low table that you've been drinking tea off and coming over to your conversation with the air of someone who is coming to say hello and introduce himself is another elf this is a familiar kind of elf with that same very ageless unreadable timelessness in his face comes over and sets a hand on Persilan's shoulder and says in much more fluent Elvish, Welcome, it's not often we get visitors down here. 
there's something a little familiar about his voice. It's hard to place. He's got... He's, he's plump for an elf. He's got coppery skin and long green hair and green freckles. I knew it. You've been listening to Come Out and Play, an all-trans real play podcast. We'd like to thank our generous patrons for making this possible, especially our £20 and up patrons, Alexandria. To join them and get early access to our bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash coapcast. You can find all our free episodes at comeoutandplay.games or wherever you get your podcasts. You have now found the best place. <laughs> this is the best place. Roll wants to stay here forever. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? We come from the bad place. Yeah, we come from the terrible. You come from the place where they killed gods. Why would you want to go upstairs? They killed gods. <laughs> <laughs>